Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a tornado warning, and I love films. As Steve Jobs once said, stay hungry, stay foolish, stay through the closing credits of St. Francis for the bonus material. Haha, <laughs> there isn't any. Wow, what a prankster that Steve Jobs was. Every week, I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Sharon Stone, Kevin Smith, Ricky Gervais, and even Brad Pambles. But this week, it is the frankly brilliant actor, Kyle Smith-Bino. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you get about 20 extra amazing minutes with Kyle, where you'll get chat about the openings and closings. You get a secret. You get the whole episode uncut and ad free. You get it as a video. You get archive stuff. You get all sorts of brilliance. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Your two TV missions at the moment from me are to watch season one of Ted Lasso on the Apple TV Plus app and season one of Soulmates on Amazon Prime. One will make you incredibly happy. The other will make you question your very relationship. So, Kyle Smith-Bino is a hilarious and frankly amazing actor who is in nearly all of the great British comedies of the last few years. He's in Ghosts, he's in Enterprise, he's in Friends of the Podcast, Stathlet's Flats. I think he's brilliant. We recorded this over the internet while he was overseas filming an episode of Death in Paradise. I was in the attic in London in the cold. He was sat outside in the blazing sun. He looked like he was having a very nice time. I hope there wasn't a problem with the wind. Uh, But ultimately, it doesn't really matter because I think this is a really good episode. It was really, really funny. And he was very deep. It was great. I loved it. And I think you will too. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 135 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is I, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by an actor, a writer, a performer of comedy a show creator, a show runner, a man surrounded by ghosts, a man who likes to sell flats, one of the funniest people currently on British TV. Please welcome to the show, the brilliant Kyle Smith-Bino. Yo, what lovely, that is a lovely introduction. Now, Kyle is in, um, you're in Guadeloupe. 
I am in Guadeloupe, yes. Can you tell us why? Can you, what have you done? He's escaped. So I am in Guadeloupe currently. I'm filming Death in Paradise. Um, I get to play a bad guy, which is fun. Haven't done that in a while. And um, I'm out here for three weeks and I'm filming for four days. I love it. So I'm spending a lot of time on the beach. Uh, reading my, reading my, learning my lines. Learning your lines and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know anyone else out there? Anyone in the cast or anything? Or are you all having to be separate? Uh, no, no, we're all together. Um, I mean, we had to do about 11 COVID tests before we got out here. So everyone is, they're like, what pandemic? It's great. I mean, <laughs> for those of you who are just listening, I'm looking at Coyote. I mean, it's a joke what I'm looking at. He's got fucking blue skies. He's got a tree behind him. He's wearing a Hawaiian type shirt. He's got sunglasses on. He looks like he's having a lovely time. He looks like he's going, what pandemic? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't look like I'm working. To be fair, yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm working until I get a, a five a.m. pickup tomorrow. Are you? When you say you're the bad guy, do you mean you're the killer? What done the death in paradise? No, I'm not a killer. Or am I? Do you get killed? I don't. No, I don't get killed. I don't get killed. But I am. I'm a suspect, so I might be the killer. Mm. Who is uh, Mr. Death in Paradise now? Uh, Ralph Little. Oh, nice. Yeah, we had a kick about last night. He's good on the ball. He is, yeah. Do you play on the beach? No, on a, there's like football courts behind the tennis courts, behind the pool. It is ridiculous. It's like you're on a fucking 18 to 30s. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> yeah, yeah, it is ridiculous. Uh, we're doing diving contests, uh, cocktails. <laughs> yeah, jump, jumping in waterfalls. <laughs> Kyle, we've never really uh, had a chance to talk, but I've been a big fan of yours. I, I particularly think, you are stunning. Can I say that? Stunning in Stafflet's flats, which I was about to say, I was thinking about this, I was about to say, you know, the hugely underrated Stafflet flat, as if it didn't win a shit ton of BAFTAs. <laughs> you know, so underrated. <laughs> it's such a good show, and I'm delighted to hear you're doing more of them, unless you've heard something I haven't heard. No, we are. We you are. are. Doing, yeah, yeah, we're good. doing another one, yeah. Yeah. I'd kick off if we weren't. Yeah. Massively. I'd be outside Channel 4 like protesting yeah i'd join you actually and you've got what ghosts coming out ghosts ghosts uh ghosts is out the second series is out um and then we start filming series three uh in february here's my question then so you've done all this brilliant comedy acting i don't know much about your background did you do stand-up did you how did you get into all this oh no i went to drama school and then i simultaneously made youtube videos so i did the proper way the the training and all that shit yeah. and jazz hands and singing dancing acting um commedia de latte no. all that shit yeah and then i also just did some silly voices on youtube and then both of those sort of helped but i don't know which one helped more to be fair but i did a lot of my own like YouTube videos and my friends were doing YouTube videos and I was always just jumping in and like happy to turn up and do whatever. Sometimes we didn't even have a script. We were just like, we'll see what we think of or see what locations we can find and then we'll just film something. Love it. Um, so yeah, did a lot of that. And then that got attention to some producers who introduced me to Kevin Novak who put me in a few things and a few pilots and brought me in a few writers' rooms. So... Yeah, both of those helped, I guess. But um, no, I've never done stand-up. I've done improv. Yeah. And I've been a part of like two improv groups. And I'd go and perform and people shout spatula at you. 
You've got to tell me what the names of your improv groups. Uh, one's called Acting Up. Love it. And one's called Battle Acts. Great. Um, and Battle Acts are at the fringe every year. Yeah. Um, have done really quite well. They've been up there for like nine years. And people just turn up and because they know we're going to be there and it's going to be different every night. Some people, there was a guy, not last year, year before, 20, 2019, sorry, hmm. who came to every single show. And I was like, that is nice, but fucking get alive. Yeah. Did that person try to wear you as their skin? Not me in particular, but there was another member of the group that he was particularly fond of. And they're dead now. <laughs> wow. So... Yeah. Do you want uh, what's it? Do you want a Kyle show? Ah, uh, yes, I do. I've been working on some stuff, and I've got some stuff in development. And blah blah blah, and people are like, uh, "We love it." Um, I've got some feedback. No, what? I got some feedback. Uh, yes, not yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, which was it's not a yes, but it's not a no, which oh, is lovely. bullshit. That's lovely. <laughs> it's not a yes. It's Thanks. not a no. Is it anything? Is it is it worth telling me? It's not made up of letters. It's more a mood. It's a feeling. It's, it's sort of like a colour. <laughs> yeah, so I was fuming about that. I don't know what that means. You might as well have not said anything. Well, that's sort of technically what they did. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got another thing that we've just been asked to write another episode of. Um, we wrote the pilot and sent that in and they've asked us for another one, which is cool. That's good. So no, yes. No, no. It's not no. <laughs> so um i love that yeah but at least that way i'm getting money from that one it's a tough old game can i have some money for that well it's not a yes not a no either but so can i have some money <laughs> <laughs> yes about that money as i say can't confirm yay or nay <laughs> <laughs> the thing is i actually need to get home from here so yeah yeah you know i i hear you but are you hearing me? Because what I'm saying is it's not a yes. Right, right, right. But don't panic because it's not a no. Oh, I see. So off you, off you pop. Thanks for, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> and that's why people steal. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Kyle. Shit, I forgot to tell you something. Oh, yeah? Uh, bollocks. Uh, what is it? No, I should have said it up, up top. Ugh. God, I hate myself sometimes. I really do. I like on something. I forgot something that I probably should have at least given you a heads up on. Right. I think you'd have suspected it looking at your surroundings. You look like you're in paradise. Right. Co- coincidence. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I feel like I am. You've died. You've died. You're oh, dead. What? Yeah, man. You joking? Yeah. No, I'm quite serious. Quite, quite serious. Uh, oh. Sorry. How did you? That is that is annoying. Is it? Yeah, I ordered some. I ordered some stuff, and it it came after I got here. I ordered some stuff to come away, and it, mm. uh, it, it arrived after I got here. So I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to getting back and then trying those. But I'm not going to be able to try them now. What was it you'd ordered? Just some clothes, some more sunglasses, right. some fancy shirts. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm less worried about that now because you. The fancy shirts and the sunglasses you need now. Like if you if they've arrived in England, well, what's the fucking point? A, well, that's yeah. So in a way, well, they were for they were for this, but they came too late. But now I'll never be able to try them on. I don't know if that's the worst part of this, but okay, yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> How did you die? I mean, let's check in Literally. on that. How did you die? Bow and arrow. Really nice. Yeah, flame flaming bow and arrow. Ooh. 
right into my head. In the head? Yeah, I was walking across. Um, so I was just like looking around and trying to like explore, see what's around. Yeah. I'd walked onto um, uh, archery <laughs> pitch. <laughs> You're right, you went on the archery pitch, yeah, yeah. Archery pitch? Yeah. Archery court. What's it called? It's Grounds? The, uh, archery stadium. Right, right, right. The archery muttery. <laughs> You've got into the archery muttery. Right. Because you and not your fault. You didn't know. You you didn't know there was such a thing. And there you are. No, no, no. I was just exploring the place. Yeah. But I don't understand why the arrows were on fire. I don't really get what that has to do. With- it feels targeted to me. That's what I don't like about it. It feels mm. not quite an accident. The fact that they they lit the arrows. Yeah. But you were just walking through whistling. Um, I was doing a hopper, skip, and a jump. Really. Oh. Yeah, because I was having, having such a great time, and then and they got you in the head mid gone. jump, or mid hit, mid hop, or mid skip, mid jump. Yeah, up in the air. Really, that's a good yeah, shot. Up in the air. That's a good shot for them. I think that's ten points. You get someone mid jump. Really. So who do you know who shot you with a flaming arrow? They can have my points, but they can never have my sunglasses. Um, <laughs> I think it was I think it was staff, just basic staff, just some, just some staff of the grounds. Yeah, grounds, archery grounds, no. No, the archery marchery. Archery marchery, yeah. I think part of why they had targeted you was your complete disrespect for the for their name, their names and jobs. <laughs> <laughs> You've been calling them staff like, for a week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, staff? I've literally got a name badge. <laughs> okay, rude. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I will learn your name, but I'm also not saying I won't. So anyway, stuff. <laughs> so you've been, you've been, do you, God, at this age as well, like it just happened. Fuck. Do you worry about death, Kyle? Yes. Talk to me. You've come to the right place. This is very open for me, actually. Um, I actually go to therapy because of death anxiety. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's, that's, that's what my therapy, that's why my therapy started. I really appreciate you telling that. But can I ask? From a little more like, has it always been that way, or was this a sudden new thing that developed? Or I think there's been like points throughout my life where I've been like, "Oh shit, this isn't forever," um, and then get over it. But I think um, 2018 there was some some shift where I didn't really get over it, right? And I was like, "What is wrong with me?" And I tried loads of stuff, and I'd like. I stopped drinking for six months mm-hmm. and I, because I thought it was just like negativity in the mind that was yeah. also fueled by alcohol. Prayed a lot more. Yeah. I was just very like, I was quite lost. And then I, the final step was like, I'm going to talk to someone about my problem. And then I did it. And best thing I've ever done. Oh, great. And now I can just like talk, now I can talk about it. And that was, I mean, it was 20, 29 September 2019 I started right so it's been okay just over a year should have got her a present well this is a very personal question you don't have to answer mm-hmm. had something mm-hmm. happened in 2018 that that you think kind of triggered that bigger version of it or was it looking general? back now yes I think it was when my dad died oh, that's when I was like oh shit I'm so sorry but um he had a good run he had 12 kids he had 81 years 12 kids had a great time yeah man and yeah i think that that is well i was told that that is what what triggered it and just thought my understanding of 
uh, grief and it was a bit of that mixed with what I had before into a little depressive potion. <laughs> Lovely um, pot. Yeah. Lovely little pot of despair. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That lasted for way too long. But um, yeah, therapy is the best thing I did and like, I can't recommend it enough to everyone. Yeah. Um, even if you feel fine all the time. Other than managing it, I suppose, do you do you actually have a different outlook on death now from all this therapy or not? Is your is it still the same? What is your outlook? No, I think it's still the same. I'm just more accepting. Right. And I'm encouraged to enjoy life rather than to fear death. Interesting. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So in your in your view What's your view on what happens when you die? What do you think happens? And is that part of your fear? Well, I hope. I mean, I grew up in... Um, my nan used to take me to church on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped going for a while. And then I started going by myself. And then I stopped again. And then my mum started going. And now my relationship with church is that I go when it's Christmas. Right. But... I pray a lot and I listen to Kanye's Sunday service. Yes. Which is fantastic. I love um, it. Every Sunday I'm cranking that shit up. And I do believe in uh afterlife and a, a heaven and a hell of sorts. And I'm I just hope that I'm a good boy and good enough for Saint is it Peter? Gabriel. Peter. I believe it's Pete. Peter. Gabriel's Peter. the one that tells you you've got a baby in you, doesn't it? Yes. He's the pregnancy one. He's the pregnancy saint. The saint. What? <laughs> saint why, isn't there a, why isn't there a pregnancy test called Angel Gabriel? God, such, a, such, such a good idea for a pregnancy test company. I'll half that with you. Yeah, done. That's a firm yes for me. Yeah. Oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> the Angel Gabriel test. God, that's a great idea. And the picture is, is, is like wing, it's a cross. A cross means, yeah, it's a baby. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to piss all over that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that that will be it. That will be a spiritual wing. I appreciate that. Well, uh, yeah, so hopefully Peter will say, do you know what, mate? You've done all right. Go on in. Come on in. And then I'll go to like... Uh, an Aaliyah concert. That'd be nice. What do you think the criteria for going to hell is? Do you think it's quite quite a low bar? Like what? I really, I really hope that you've got to be real, a real piece of shit. Yeah, I hope so. But also, like in church or school or one of them places, I remember reading that that someone's definition of hell was just a place without God. Ah, I like that a lot. So I was like, mm. yeah, so that's interesting. And, and also, like, some religions believe in purgatory, some don't. I don't really know what I believe when it comes to that. Hmm. But I just hope that we all go to a nice place in the sky that looks quite a lot like this. Yeah. Well, truth is, you have. You're there. You're in heaven. It happened. You you passed. Nice. You passed, but barely. <laughs> you. <laughs> it was real. I had to have quite a... There was a real negotiation because... There was some stuff brought up, and I was like, I don't think that right. it was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They were all doing it. <laughs> anyway, you got, you got you're, you're in heaven. It's great. It's an Aaliyah concert. Everything's happening. You love it. But 
everyone's obsessed with you. They want to know about your life, but they want to okay. know about your life through film. And the first thing they ask you is, what's the first film you remember seeing? It's kind of between two because I don't know if I finished these films or if these were just films that I just saw that were on mm-hmm. or what. I remember seeing Fantasia. Yeah. And thinking, like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Look, there's so much going on. And I had that on VHS. And I'd watched that quite a lot. Oh, wow. So Fantasia was is in my early memories. Then this film, I'm like, is this what... I don't know if it is one of the earliest ones or if it's like, it's just stuck in my memory from being young, but I don't know if it's like one of the first. The Three Ninjas. Yeah. I remember the, the Three Ninjas. Was there a... I can't remember if there was an old one before they remade... If there was like a remake. There was a sequel. Mm. There were definitely sequels that came out and they were like... There was, I think there's a good three, three, three ninja films and then possibly yeah. more direct-to-DVD type ones. But that, when I think of like watching a film from the beginning to end, yeah, that is the one I think of like first. Three ninjas. Yeah. Did that make you want to be in films or want to be a ninja? It made me want to kick the shit out of everything in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Do some flips. <laughs> what number are you of 12 children? Uh, I'm the youngest. And I also didn't grow up with them. You're number 12? Yeah, yeah. There's some of them that I didn't meet until two years ago. Wow. But I mean, out of the 12, some of them are quite shit. Right, right. So, like, I'm, it's, I'm probably better off without meeting them until... What's, what's the score out of 12? How many, how many good ones? I'd say five. Okay. Five, like, really good, like, great ones. Five that I'm, like, happy to chat to. Anytime they call me, I'll answer... <laughs> Then there's like, um, wait, how many is left? Well, okay, so then there's four yeah. that they ring me and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, I wonder what they are and I'll call them back for another time. Okay. And then there's three that are shit. Really? And if they rang me, I'd know that somebody else died because oh. that could be the only thing that they're calling me for. Um, yeah, and like not interested in them. But they will equally weren't interested in me growing up. So to be fair, once look at me now. That's yeah. Look at you now, dead. Uh, uh, once the twelve, <laughs> the twelve comes along, you're probably a bit like yeah. You know what I mean? Like They're like yeah, we get it. We get it. We've we've He's done busy. It. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, what's the film that scared you the most? Do you like being scared? No, not really. I'm not. Mm. I, no, I don't really want to pay for it. Also, my mind is, I what my, my mind wanders. So I don't want to be stuck on things. Like something that I've seen in a film, I could just like, I know that I'm just going to be thinking about that for days. Yeah. Um, but the film that scared me the most is definitely Skeleton, Skeleton Key. Is it? Yeah. With, um, it terrified me. Um, Kate Hudson. Is it Kate Hudson? I definitely cannot remember who was in that. What I do remember is that at the end, yeah, when there's a the guy who like lives and works in the house or lives in the house or mm-hmm. no, the granddad or something, and he is his is the soul of someone else that's been trapped in that body, yeah, and he can't um, speak or like communicate, and he's just trapped inside this body that can't do anything. I was like, what? Yeah, and that lives with me for far too long to this yeah. day, actually. Um, I think that is the scariest thing possible. Yeah. She becomes him, right? Or her yes. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and she at the end is sort of like winking, but it's not really her. It's yeah, it's the geezer. Yeah, that's, man. A, I was, that's pretty scary. That's what terrified me. Yeah, you probably don't want to be scared if your mind is already heavily occupied with death. Yeah, man. Horror movies probably aren't your aren't your bag, and that's fair. No, I do. I I like a thriller. I like silly, scary, like Scream. I like that. Okay. Where you can just like you just shout at the TV for two hours, and go, don't go in there, and then they do go in there. <laughs> I, I told like you not to go in there. <laughs> now look. <laughs> <laughs> now look what you've done. Well, you've only got yourself to play. You're all in fix. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Yeah, a lot of months. What's the film that made you cry the most? Are you crying? Sister Act 2. Oh, what a nice answer that has never come up before. Um, I don't actually know what part of it made me... No, I know what part of it, but I don't know why I was crying. I remember it very so... As if it was yesterday. Yeah. And I was in my living room, and I was sat on the floor watching Sister Act 2 that was on television, so couldn't rewind it. And... It was the bit where um, the kid, that boy, I can't remember what his name is in the in the film, but he really comes out of his shell and he's hitting them notes mm-hmm. towards the end in um, Happy Day, when they're singing our Happy Day. And I started crying. Yeah. And I must have been about, I must have been about six, seven. And I'd never associated crying with anything other than being really sad or scared. And for some reason, I was crying because I was loving it so much. So that was a really new thing for me. But also, I do think it's the, it's the first and last time I've cried at a film. Shut up. Yeah, I think so. You haven't cried at a film since you were six? No, I don't think so. Do you cry in, in life? No, not much. So you haven't cried since you were six? Oh, no, wait. I have. I cried. I mean, I've done a couple of funerals. Yeah, I've done a couple of funerals, done a couple of weddings, out a couple of tears. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, there's been a few funerals that I've been, I've shed a little tear for the mandem. Mm-hmm. Um, the mandem, one of the mandem being my dad and granddad and uncles, and then some other bits. But it's mostly only been it. Well, it's only been at uh, at really sad events i.e death but not crying at my own death right now actually no no you seem which is odd i think it's because you're delighted you made it to heaven yeah it's true yeah i think i think there may have been a breakup that i cried at once when i was like 22 23 
Why do you think you don't really cry? I don't know, you know. I don't... I mean, I'm quite open with my emotions and stuff, and I'm quite like... I feel like I'm quite open and honest. Mm-hmm. But that bit just doesn't really work. Oh, I remember we did a... Um, I'll try and make this short. We did a thing at drama school called Live in History, where you have to live through a moment in history where there's conflict. And the whole year group is split into two. Mm-hmm. And some people represent one side of the conflict and some the others. So, like, for example, we have the uh, Israel versus Palestine or the Protestants and Catholics right. in Ireland. Or I was, I was just about to say something that I don't know if it's true or yeah. if it's even... I don't know where this has come from. In my head, yeah. I've got Bosnia. Okay. I don't know what's gone on there. No. Probably lots, but for some reason that's in my head and there was I feel like that was one of the um the living history uh experiences. Mm-hmm. But we do that, we do two weeks of context and solid research and then you live as these people for two weeks all day, every day, not all day, sorry, 10 to 6 every day for two weeks. And it is mental and it's all you think about and it's all you dream about and you like it, you go somewhere very weird yeah and i get why they do it but also i feel like the school needs to consider some aftercare because yeah. some people go mad during these things anyway there was playing a 60 year old man who had three daughters and whose wife had been killed and one of my daughters on one of the days because they brief you in the morning and they say okay so today is four days on from yesterday or it's been a week or it's been six months or whatever um and you get a brief and you get told what to do and then they ring a bell and you've got half an hour to get into character and start and then at the end of the day they ring a bell and you've got half an hour to come out and a lot of people start going and shouting at trees to vent or whatever that's yeah. the aftercare you get to shout at a tree pick your favorite tree and shout it anyway oh, trees have they been free enough um hopefully it's changed since i've been there yeah <laughs> Um, they're worrying their cousins in other countries are getting torn down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, oh, I'm in London, I've made it. And then they just get shouted at by accident. Um, so one of my daughters mm. falls in love with, and it, so we were on the uh, Palestinian uh, side of the role play. Mm-hmm. And one of my daughters uh, falls in love with an Israeli soldier and runs off. And I have never cried like that ever in my life. And like, it was something during drama school that I knew that like it was a barrier that I had. Mm. And I think I may have mentioned it once to one teacher. And I think that they really pick up on all the things that you say because you're learning about yourself and then about others and then about how to put that into characters and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah, that was like a big moment for me of like bawling. Yeah, that's fascinating. This daughter that I've had for um, a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, obviously on one on the one hand this sounds absolutely mental. On the other hand, mm. it's fascinating and I'm yeah, I, yeah. I uh I bet it was also fun, really fun. Yeah, it was. Um, and did you um the bit I can't quite get my head around is at six o'clock when they ring the bell and you all come out of character, did you just go to the pub and go, Fucking hell, weird, wasn't it today <laughs> when I was that today when you nearly stabbed me? <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, there is a, I've got a little sto- a little side story where at the time hmm. uh, East is in Debden and Debden at the time was heavily influenced BNP area and there had been incidents of 
people getting attacked on their way from school on their way home or to the station or whatnot. And there were a few things that happened. And there were two gay guys that had been beaten up because they were holding hands on the high street. And it was terrible. It was really like, it was really bad. And the police were sometimes around the school and things like that. Simultaneously, there were stories going on within the living history where there were like subplots and there were like loads of like secret things going on. And people were constantly being pulled away to be, like told something in their ear and other things that other people weren't aware of and there was one day i remember and we were digging because that's what we did over there mm-hmm. we were digging and i'm making a, a new shower and out of the corner of my eye i saw some people in the bushes and then i was like there was there was me trying to be in character and be like oh it's the kids like the kids because yeah. we've got people that are also we've got 20 year olds that are also playing nine-year-olds yeah well and i'm a 20-year-old playing a 65-year-old and what when you've got all of that and i a part of me thought oh it's maybe just the kids and then i started thinking about the bmp stuff and i was like what if it's these guys that have just like yeah seen us all in our like robes and stuff and our headwear and all that and thought like do you know what i'm gonna go and fight these over or like whatever and like because people have been beaten up and they've been attacked and stuff and i just like my mind was going over time as it does and i threw various items into the bush, some which could have potentially been fatal. But, yeah, then there was, like, a, a timeout, and we were told that, like, there are things going on, and what, whatever you saw, you saw. But, yeah, that that. Happened. Well, as in the thing in the bush was actors, not BMP. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it out. <laughs> yeah. But my mind went, these people come to smash up the gap. Yeah. And I'm going to um, kill them. Yeah, so I was screwing up in the bush. Because I'm 65 and I'm not going down without a fight. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I've come this far. <laughs> my daughter's just fucked up. <laughs> I'm human. I've never cried so much in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not having this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I hope I hope that they're um they're doing it with more care now. But yeah. I do think it is still something that they should do, but maybe um maybe just a bit more carefully. It's like that Sanford prison experiment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll kill each other. Yeah. Um, Well, we would have if it wasn't for that bell. (laughs) We're all about to kill each other. Oh, oh, that's bell. Bell goes. (laughs) Obviously, pub. You go, pub. What's the film that people don't like? They don't like it critically. It's not acclaimed, but you love it unconditionally. Mister and Mrs. Smith. Great answer. Give me that film all day long. Mm-hmm. I'll watch any bit of it. If I turn on that the TV and I yeah. see that any part of Mr. and Mrs. Smith is on, I'm sitting down, stopping everything I'm doing, I'm watching that. Yeah. It's sexy as fuck, that film. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. don't know why. I was thinking about Jennifer Anderson and I was thinking, you know, the day... You anyway, can't watch that. You can't watch that. Anytime she... <laughs> so she meets anyone called Mr. or Mrs. Smith. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> real. <laughs> She's triggered. Yeah. Oh, another Smith, is it? You're all pranking me. No, it's genuinely, it's a very popular name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. Mrs. Smith, that is a real name. There's a hundred people here. You're telling me someone else is called Mrs. Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's Ashton Kutch there? Come on. Come on, yeah. Punked, is it? <laughs> what is the film that means the most to you? 
not necessarily the film itself is any good, but because the experience you had around seeing the film that will always make it precious to you. I think uh, Death Becomes Her. Go on. I was, I was too young to watch that film when I watched it. And I just watched this film and I was like, wow, this guy is amazing. And also, like, I couldn't have got a plot because I was too young. Right. So I like, I'm sure I don't know what was going on, but I just, I was really like fascinated by this film. And it's really, it's quite, uh, it's quite quirky and it's a bit like creepy at points. Like when she falls down the stairs and stuff and gets up and then her body's all like, fuck. Her body's real fuck. Yeah, it's really fun. And um, all of that stuff. I just, I just loved it. But there was two. There was that film and there was The Man With Two Brains, which I sometimes get confused. Well, look. Death Becomes Her is a good film. Mammoth Brains is an effing masterpiece. Yeah. Mammoth Brains is one of the funniest films ever made. But why is it so special to you? It was Steve Martin's performance for me. And, like, like how funny he was and just how silly it is as well. Also, I think it might have been the first time that I'd seen a woman naked in a film. Mm. I was like, what? What's going on? How come I'm looking? How come? What? Just checking the door to see if my mum's coming in. What is this magic? Yeah, it was just a fantastic viewing experience. That's great. What's uh, what's the film you most relate to? In my head, yes, this is not true at all. But in my head, I've got Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Say no more. For some reason that just popped straight into my head. Get rid of that time. I don't know. It's different. I mean, do you know what it is for me? Music films really um, inspire me to want to do something with my music again. What music? What you got? That's how I. Well, I used to do. I used to rap. Did you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, more so before drama school, but I was like, I was really into it. I was really passionate about the music. And then I kind of stopped for a while. And then when I watch films like Hustle and Flow or um, that Asher D one. Oh, what's it called? Bloody hell. Um, but there's an Asher D one. What else is a music film? There's a, one that came out recently with Anthony Henderson on Netflix. And all these sort of like music journeys, they really inspire me. And so, yeah, I think like Hustle and Flow... I mean, I can relate to it in the, in terms of the passion and trying to make it and trying to make something happen and then getting something and making something good and then trying to replicate that and then constantly, like, chasing something that you had and just, like, the determination and the passion and that. Um, however, I'm not a pimp. Oh, okay. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Cause... I should have said that first. Sorry. You should have, yeah, because I was thinking, oh, I'm getting an exclusive here. He's right, got, a, sta- yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. a stable of women, and this would be interesting. But it was just yes, a, no, the sort of chasing a dream thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right, not right, right, right. I kind of like, yeah. But those journeys, really, yeah, I really like to see those. You know, your thing that you love in Sister Act Two with um, yeah. person thinking they can't sing and singing that makes you cry. I fucking love that. And in Hustle and Flow is one of my favorite, favorite all time. Someone thinks they can't sing scene where he he gets her to sing. And she sings quietly and he, and he hits her on the stomach and he says, sing from here, from here. And then she <laughs> yeah. sings and the camera goes in like on a Zoom. Fuck, it's beautiful. And then when yeah. he plays it back to her and she can hear her own voice. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. smiles. Ah, 
What a save. Yeah, Love brilliant. It. She's so good as well. She's so good. And 8 Mile. 8 Mile, of course, as well. Yeah. Like, all those sort of music things, like, um, I really relate to those. Just trying to make something happen. Yeah. But usually, usually it's a music thing just because of my passion for music rather than, like, Goodfellas trying to be a gangster or mm. Donny Brasco or something like that. I'd like you to get back into the music, please. It's clear that. It's I'm, yeah, yeah, I might. Okay, thank you. I wasn't uh, half bad. Obviously, you're not going to do any now, are you? No. Yeah. Uh, what's the? <laughs> obviously, I'm not going to get an exclusive now, am I? No. What's the sexiest film you've ever seen? Smoking Aces. Go on. I just think it's so like it's so stylish, it's so cool. Everyone's fit. Alicia Keys is in it. Yeah. Like any of the characters, I could just be like, I want to dress up as them and be them. I really, yeah. I just thought I, I, I think it's a really sexy film. I mean, apart from when everyone's like getting shot and stuff. It's a lot of shit. Sounds sexy. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also, I yeah. think there's also um, Lucky Lemon Slevin. Go on. I think that that film, like, I don't know if this is, has, I don't know if this makes sense, but I feel like the dialogue is sexy. I'm also like, I've Googled those guys that wrote that film and they haven't written anything together since. Right. Too sexy. And I, too sexy. Too sexy to write anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they were, <laughs> their and, agent um, called them up and said, I'm sorry, you I, guys yeah. are too sexy. We're going to have to drop you. <laughs> Same thing happened to uh, <laughs> Right Said Fred. Yeah. Right oh, said we, Fred? Were, we were just... No. Uh... Poor old Right Said Fred. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You're actually too sexy. Sorry. I have to drop you. What? Um, I loved... I've, that. That's a film that I'd watch again. Lucky Number 7. Yeah. Hmm. Is the subject... No, category? I'm saying Lucky Number no, 7 is a film that I need to see again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you only watch the ones you really love. Yeah. Basically, your criteria is a bit too sexy. I'll watch it again. What's yeah? There's a subcategory to this question: troubling bonus, yeah. worrying widons. What's the film you found arousing that you thought maybe you shouldn't have? Um, right, you're gonna have to hear me out when I say this. Okay, here we go. When I watched Spring Breakers, yes, yeah, I was like, this is like, I mean, the lifestyle that um, James Franco's character was living was great for him. But looking from the outside in, it's a bit like, it's like dirty and rough and a bit shit. Mm. But I felt like it was really like, I mean, hey, they put it all over the billboards, guns and girls. And there's something about that that is like, yeah, man, I'm this fucking, I'm this guy, people are scared of me and I've got these girls. And, and I was like, I want to live that life. I want to do that. It, it makes me, it's a bit like watching um, Dan Bilzerian's Instagram videos. Uh, yeah, I get that. I get that. But I'm like, yeah, I want to get on a, I want to get a yacht with these Instagram models. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. Maybe Spring Breakers isn't the perfect example, but it made me feel a bit like. No, I think Spring Breakers is, is one is one big troubling binary of a film. Yeah, it is troubling. I love it, and I also I thought he was really good. He is good. That's the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. He's very good. It's a shame. What's objectively? The greatest film of all time. Who framed Roger Rabbit? That is a top quality answer. It's a top quality film. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, that and I think I actually think my my top three 
Actually, I don't know if this is a question. Is this a little question? Or top three films? No. No, okay. But do you want My to say top it? three films are Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Rock and Roller, a goofy movie. A goofy movie is in your top yeah. three. You yeah. know, someone did a tweet about a goofy movie that made me laugh so much, and the tweet was a a Disney exec in the nineties, feet up on the desk, leaning back in their chair with a cigar. Goofy should have a dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that's interesting i love that film why does a goofy movie touch your heart so much i just think like all the songs are absolute fucking bangers mm-hmm. and the, the story about max just going on this road trip with his dad despite that he wants to like go to this concert with his friends and he's got to choose between his relationship with his dad and all his friends and he's doing all these shit things that he doesn't want to do his camping and mm. like with that fat pig looking dog <laughs> what was he <laughs> <laughs> what was he the pig dog Mabel with a camper van stupid fat pig um, dog <laughs> there's one <laughs> there is one part of the film that does make me a little bit sick when um the guy, his friend, the one with the glasses, mm. that's like the kind of like good, like chill out, like squirts cheese directly into his mouth out of the can. Right. I can't yeah. remember what his what his name is, but he's got that cheese can thing, and that makes me feel sick every time. Yeah, that's the low point in the goofy movie. Yeah, love that answer though. What's um What's a film that you can or have watched the most over and over again? Rock and roller. Actually, do you know what? It's either Rock Roller or Nine. Do you remember Nine, the Daniel Day-Lewis film? Yeah, I remember it very well. Yeah. Um, it's one of those two. Uh, when I was at drama school, we didn't pay TV license. Mm-hmm. And I had a tiny little television that my mum had warned me about and said that if I do watch live TV on it, the police are going to come and throw me in jail. So I watched the only two DVDs I had, which was Rock and Roller and Nine. And nine was just like sort of background, but yeah. rock and roller. I was I would actually watch every time, and I love it. I love that film, and I've... I'm I'm quite uh quite heavily influenced by it. I think. In what ways? In like some of my some performances, um, yeah. I just feel like there's so many iconic characters in there. Um, I feel like Mark Strong, and that was like unbelievable. Yeah, and the idea of like Mumbles and One Two and Gorgeous George. No, that's a different film. What's Tom Hardy's character called in Rock and Roller? Go- gorgeous, gorgeous George of the Jungle. George. <laughs> ah, the madness of Gorgeous George. <laughs> I think it is Gorgeous George. I can't remember. Handsome Bob. Bloody hell. Handsome Bob. Bloody hell. It's Handsome Bob, of course. Yeah, and their friendship, but also their criminal activity. But they're just like, they're not perceived to be bad guys at all they're actually very nice good guys mm. that just do crime as a, as a job yeah and i just love it i really love it i thought nine the film nine is uh it's quite mad in that yes. it's um about a filmmaker who keeps having fantasies about his film but all his fantasies are of plays <laughs> are of <laughs> are of stage performances of dance numbers. And I always think, yes. you're not a very interesting filmmaker because you, your imagination is entirely based in the 
on the stage. There's no visual. You want to get the theatre, mate. Yeah, you, I think you're in the wrong game, mate. You want to be doing plays and musicals because you can't <laughs> visualise a film at any point. Yeah, big time. And you're, you're meant to be like one of the great film directors, but you literally have, cannot. Have you ever visualised a film? <laughs> have you seen a film? Because the way you imagine films is, is plays. You should go to the theatre, you'd love it. <laughs> it's all plays. It's all like that at the theatre. <laughs> Mad film. And Judy Dench don't mind. She'll make, she'll make the costume for anything. She loves it. She'd love it probably more if it's she does Yeah. Stop dreaming in, in plays. <laughs> weird, isn't it? Weird choice. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. Some good songs in that. Great song. Listen, and um, uh, one of one of Daniel Day Lewis's maddest performances, like a fun fun one. It's like he's having fun. He's doing a funny voice. Mm. He's he's having a bit of mm. fun. You go, oh, he's loosened up, yeah. isn't he? He's having a bit of fun. Yeah. He's like, Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia, I cannot visualise a film. <laughs> Can you confirm that that is a line from the film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia, I cannot finish my film without putting curtains and a, a procedure march over it. <laughs> it's a woman from the James Bond films. <laughs> she is so pretty. I wonder if she can dance on a stage in a stage formation. We don't like to be negative, so we'll do it quick. What's the worst film you've ever seen? Uh-huh. Uh, Catwoman. Catwoman? Very yeah, Halle Berry Catwoman. Although, yeah. uh, on the flight here, I watched Birds of Prey, the oh, yeah, Harley Quinn film. Yeah. And I'm not one for turning films off, really. Mm. Even if it's just like average, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll sit through this. Yeah. But that one, that had to go. On a 25 minutes as in. well, wow. Yeah, 25 minutes in, I'm like, you're out of here. And I said that, the guy next to me was like, <laughs> what? No, not you, mate. I'm talking to Birds of Prey. Don't worry about it. Beat it, Birds of Prey. <laughs> yeah, wow. real bad. But no, Catwoman, West, uh, that's the worst one I've ever seen. I think she'd agree with you, Halle Berry, from what yeah. I understand. It's a shame. Yeah. You're, you're in comedy. You're very funny. What's the film that made you laugh the most? Good Burger. Good Burger. Keenan and Kale, the greatest double act of yeah. all time. That's right, yeah. yeah There's absolutely. a part in that film where uh, a woman comes in, uh, an overweight woman comes in and orders some food. Mm-hmm. And I think that's single-handedly the funniest thing I've ever seen. And that was the first time in my life that I ever cried with laughter. Uh... When the camera zooms up in her, on her mouth of her just going, like, we, we have the tomatoes, but I want the extra sauce. And I, that, that finished me. I think I was sick. I think I vomited from how funny that was. <laughs> I worry about Kel a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? I Google him quite often. Is he all yeah. right? Is he busy? Because I, you know, Keenan's yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's fine. I just don't like them being not together. Yeah. Because there were a lot of r- rumours that he died as well, weren't it? Yeah. And I think it was very um, mean. It was, it was like, it's like the Jackie Chan one. What yeah, Jackie yeah, yeah. Chan one? Big time. You know that people are always like, oh, Jackie Chan's dead. <laughs> Wait, you don't know this? <laughs> Every day. Where did you grow up, Brett? Morning. What's happened? Jackie Chan's dead. <laughs> Jackie Chan's dead again. Oh, fucks. <laughs> because he does his own stunts, isn't it? So everyone's like, oh, one day he'll, mm. he'll take a stunt too far. Yeah. It's a very believable stunt. So, Kyle, you've been phenomenal. I've loved this. Absolutely loved this. You've been brilliant. 
This has been a treat Likewise. and a pleasure. However, when you were strolling about in Guadeloupe, uh, mm-hmm. just having a stroll, looking around, having spent a week calling everyone that worked, frankly, near you, not for you, not 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 even part of the hotel you were staying in, you called them all staff. And um, you didn't realise that all these people, A, had names, had different jobs. Like There was a guy that was like, He's the mayor of the town you're in, and you called him staff. Like you had just such. He's staff to somebody. You had such little respect for all the people that worked around you, and they. What you didn't know about the, the Guadalupans is that um, they play a lot of archery, and they were all on the archery archery, and you were wondering about. And ironically, for someone whose favorite film is Man on Fire, whose favorite opening sequence is Ghost Rider, a man whose head is on fire, uh, you'd think you'd enjoy this, but there you were. You wander onto the archery mastery and um you uh get shot by accident wink wink in the head you were doing a hop skip and a jump you were mid jump mm. and a arrow which unusually for them so they don't usually do this but they had set it on fire got you straight in the head and your head went on fire much like a ghost rider you fell to the ground and i would describe the atmosphere as a celebration uh, from all the staff <laughs> jumping around, dancing. I hear this noise. I'm like, what's going on over there? It sounds like a party's happening. I head over. I think there's a, I mean, this is quite dark, but I think there's a like a bonfire. I think there's some sort of something like just people seem so excited. And I get, you get near it and it's you, your head's on fire. <laughs> and and I go, what the fuck? You? Come on, guys. And I put you out. Um, oh, right, that's all right. I only had a bottle of water, so it took ages. And, right, um, right. But and, and and if I'm honest, I ended up having to stamp on quite a large parts of you to to get the last bits of flames. And because of the amount oh, of flames, a lot of it like crumbled. Is I won't lie, it wasn't pretty. But anyway, I've got a coffin with me, so I start to pack you in the coffin. But you're in a dreadful state, and there's like party poppers on you that have stuck to you and there's like you know <laughs> a, a literal box of the celebrations chocolates have been ch- chopped all over you <laughs> anyway i managed to pack you in the coffin i pack you in but it's absolutely rammed in there with all the with all the celebrations and hats and, and party poppers and there's only enough room in this coffin for one dvd that i can slide in the side with you to take over to the other side and on the other side it's movie night every night and one night it's your movie night what film are you taking to show everyone on the other side kyle i'm taking training day one of the best films yeah you know one of my favorite scenes in all cinema history first mm. scene between zenzel and ethan Hawke in the mm. cafe in training day trying to read my paper absolutely love the dialogue in that scene it's beautiful great answer they're gonna have a lovely time and no one's brought it i think after the way you went out people are gonna be delighted they did let you into heaven thank you i think so too and now you're dead uh and i can take our business idea of a saint gabriel pregnancy test oh man will you donate 50 percent to a charity of my choosing yeah what's your charity my my bank account your bank your bank i yes. like that too that's a very lovely they do a lot of a lot of good work actually kyle um yes it's not a yes and it's not a no 
it's a it's a thank you <laughs> i've had a lovely time and i really appreciate it thank you thank for you. your time have a lovely death good day goodbye So that was episode 135. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 20 minutes of chat, secrets and videos with Kyle and hear more of his stuff, more stories, more openings and closings, film that changed his life, that sort of business. Head to the Apple podcast and give us a five star rating if you would. And instead of writing about the show, you don't need to write about the show. Instead, write about the film that means the most to you and why. It's a lovely thing to read. I do read them and often they make me cry, they make me laugh. They're fascinating. It also helps with numbers. Maureen appreciates it. I appreciate it. Everyone is appreciated. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this. Thank you so much to Kyle for giving me his time. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come join me next week for another brilliant, amazing, wonderful guest. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet because they're all very special, aren't they? And it's a nice surprise, isn't it? I think. Sometimes I tell you, sometimes I don't. I've stopped telling you recently. I think it's better to just surprise you because I think it's a treat, isn't it? I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, I'm not telling you. All right. I'm keeping it to myself. So that is it for now. In the meantime, please have a lovely week. And please, now more than ever, be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more. Online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.